The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast dedicated to fashion, the art of living well, and all things beauty. I'm your host, Dr. Shirley Madare, your purveyor of this most definitive source of living your most beautiful life. And today, we are going to embody spontaneity. Yes. And my guest is Mr. James Bernard, creative guru master, and who happens to be my next door neighbor. (laughs) And James saved me today. But um, we'll talk about that later. But I just wanted to thank you for being spontaneous. Thank you for your presence. No problem. And thank you for keeping it real with me. Thank you for having me. Well, you're most Pleasure welcome. to be here. Well, Pleasure to see you. you. Well, thank you. You're so good. Today's topic is not really spontaneity. It's just going to be um, wellness and beauty and attractiveness and the, you know, the physiology of attraction. But we're going to keep it real from a male's perspective. Nice. So I'm just going to ask lots of questions. And James, if you'll do me the honor. Tell me who you are, what you sure. do in this world. Uh, James Bernard. <laughs> the company is uh, Bernard Creative. Yes, you are creative. And it's basically a company that I just invented where I wanted to have a good time, do what I want to do, and be creative. There's no roadmap for it. There aren't really other companies like it. Okay. Um, but I'm busy, I'm successful, that's in quotes, and I'm happy. Most importantly. Um, and I'm working with many of the greatest luxury brands in the world. Tell me a little bit of, more about the luxury brands. What exactly do you do? Um, How are you creative for them and with them? Uh, like, I'm sure you know Le Mer. No. I, I did Le Mer's packaging <laughs> where a few my, years. Where are my samples? <laughs> you know, I used to get a lot of those. You used to? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did the packaging for them. Beautiful. Uh, many of the... Brands you see walking down Fifth or Madison Avenue, those are my clients. Of course. Doing photography, advertising, brand films, packaging. Um, yeah, it's a fun, fun job. Yeah, it would, sounds it. Yeah, it's, it's, and because it's a company of my own creation, um, I managed to dictate terms where I don't get too stressed out by it. Good for you. Yeah, it's nice. Good for you. So would you say that that is one of the advantages of just being your own boss? minimizing your stress or does being your own boss come with a lot more stress that being an employee does not Mm. I think ultimately well I've always tried to design my life I'm dyslexic and I did I would say not poorly in school but school was never for me like Mm -hmm. I I could never 
do a crossword puzzle, let's say, because it's just somebody else's puzzle and I don't care about it. Okay. I'd rather, <laughs> I rather find my own road and yep. do my own thing. Okay. Um, and a lot of creative people are that way. Yeah. Um, so going into my own company allowed me to dictate the terms which I'll work under and who I'll work for and what I'll do. Yeah. Um, working for a company, I think, is very difficult because you sort of put in a box and you can perform within that box, but it's very hard to get out of that box. Of that where, box. if I want to, if I have an idea, I can comp it up and go, go into a company and show it to them. And very often they think, "Oh, awesome! Let's do yeah. it." So, I, I have seen you know billboards on uh, Houston Street where it's like, "Hmm, that's, that's an idea work. that I came up with that's up you. on the wall." Well, yeah. congrats! You'll have to let us know what those are more specifically later, so I can figure cool. them out. But just to let you know that when my product line comes out. Oh, baby, I'm there. Okay. I'm all over okay. it. You like said I, it in front of 10 million <laughs> listeners. Uh, don't worry. We're, you got that. Okay. And anytime <laughs> uh, my little spot of skin cancer pops up on my cheek. <laughs> you cancel, can cancel. You do not have skin cancer. And you no, have, but you, you know, do truthfully, not. I knock on your door yes. and, and, and say, um, I have a spot on my cheek. And you don't say, here's a bill. You say, let me look not. at that for you. Of and course. and it's, it's a beautiful way to be. Thank I really you. appreciate that. I've and never, I appreciate our friendship. Yep. I've never thanked you for that, but it's beautiful. Um, beautiful. Well, and I actually love to hear you laugh through the wall. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> like when, when you're that really good. That, that means I must be laughing really loudly. <laughs> it just means you're. I have a hearty laugh. <laughs> it just means you're enjoying life. Yes. And when Kevin and I hear it, we look at each other and we both laugh. Yeah. We're like, oh, there oh, goes man. Shirley. All right. I'll try to tone it down <laughs> don't, next no, time. No, honestly, oh. don't. Don't. It's, it's welcomed. Thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate that. So it sounds as if you are very passionate about what you do and how you do it. Absolutely. Okay. Do you think that there's purpose in this passion? In Definitely. I think you, or I'll speak for myself, I create my own purpose. So I'm very much a believer in having a regimen, taking myself seriously, showing up to work every day, creating a space for myself where this is what I do. I do it in this space. I do it consistently. Mm, and you have a really mellow, chill space. Yeah, it's every pretty Every time dark. I walk into yeah. it, it does the shift. It's like... Yeah, it's like a living room. Yeah, you know, it's, got, <laughs> it's like a living room. It's got that mood lighting. And yes, it does. Lots of times there's essential oils blowing. So, mm. yeah, I do try and um, create an aesthetic atmosphere that's conducive to, uh, I'll say, healthy work, not stressed out work, uh, work that I'm pleased with, not work that is even really for a client. Yeah. Like so often clients are secondary. I'm really doing what I believe in and what I think. Ultimately... Somebody has to buy it and they of have course. to uh, like it. Of course. But we all have bills to pay. For sure. <laughs> but I really aim for my own um, satisfaction. I can understand that because I know the work that I do for my patients is truly for my patients. Mm. But a lo in large part, I'm thinking, well, I have to love it too. Mm. Even though it isn't necessarily my aesthetic, but I have to love it too. Because if I love it and if I'm proud of the work that I'm doing, I, I think there's that energy that goes into the work that hopefully your client and my patient, they feel even better about the work. And I would think that walking in the door, just the soothing the, your let's say bedside demeanor influences decisions that people make. Where I hope so. I would think that if someone yeah. were to come in wanting to do something that you didn't feel good about, mm -hmm. you would advise or <clears throat> maybe that's not the right word, steer them toward an aesthetic uh, 
choice yeah. that you would be pleased with. There's definitely quite a bit of navigating that goes I'm sure. on during the consultation. I'm sure. <laughs> but ultimately, it is my purpose to to serve and just to hopefully serve on a very elevated level where you know both the, the patient and I can feel very comfortable about the work that we are doing together. Correct. I never thought of you as a creative director. Well, hello. In a sense, Excuse yeah, you are. me. Absolutely. You totally. Are. I'm a creative. And I just happen to use a scalpel and needles, but I'm a creative. It's funny too, <laughs> because like I think of you as then it almost makes you a behind the scenes creative director where your work isn't out for public display, but Not oh my God, yeah. it is. Yeah. It's yes. sort of the first thing people see when very they, much so. um, very interesting. Yes, thank you very much. Well, I'm glad you see that we have much more in common yeah, that's than a just bit laughing of, through the wall. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> I want to pick up on the essential oils. Sure. Right. So let, let's let's shift gears a little bit and talk about wellness. Like you're a guy, mm. and you're a creative guy. So you're mm. chill. You're laid back. You know. You like thinking in the ether. You know, and up there in the clouds. Nice. But then you you know you come down and you get you get real and you do some work. But talk to me about why. If you think that there's a difference between health and wellness and where whichever one of those fits into your life. Hmm. Um, I would say that health is a product of wellness where um, wellness is a state of mind where health is maybe the functioning of your body. Um, And I think that wellness is is such a big word these days it's sort of the idea of you take a yoga class and then you step off the mat and your life begins and do (laughs) do you bring wellness into all aspects of your life and there's such a there's such a big conversation around it um i have a my girlfriend is elena brower who's a world-renowned you know yoga instructor even though she doesn't do that much of it anymore um, well, as well as you. as well as <laughs> and a, her as well as a meditation teacher so I'm really steeped in it like I have a, a behind the curtain wizard of Oz sort of view of it all where I'm really on the inside of a lot of the wellness and and people who come into my uh, I get a lot of people passing through my apartment mm. who are very high level in the wellness uh, field. Well, feel free to recommend any of those people for an interview on this fabulous podcast. Oh, for sure. All right. Well, let's think about that. Yeah, let's just do it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. Okay, great. But as for for wellness, I have a a yoga practice. Mm -hmm. I just rejoined a gym. Um, I was a fitness fanatic. Who are you? But it wasn't healthy. It well, was, why do you say that? Because you were doing it too much? Was it so high intensity all day, every day? You know, I, at the time, I'll just be vulnerable and honest. Yeah, please. I used to, uh, I, I drank a lot at the time. My self-esteem was low. And it was a way for me to feel better about myself, mm. which was kind of a cover-up. So I was working out a lot. Um, and I was becoming what I considered to be aesthetically perfect. Interesting. But I was working from an attitude of lack where I didn't feel fully presentable. So the drinking definitely, too, was a little bit of hiding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was trying to create something that was perfect so that I would From feel... From the outside. Pre- yeah, so that I would feel presentable. And ultimately... So you feel good enough. Yeah. Mm. And ultimately, when after I met the woman that I really wanted yes. and had that in my life, I realized... Um, that the gym was kind of a cover-up, that I had a negative relationship with all Mm. of my fitness. So I dropped it for, uh, I guess, four years, four and a half years. And um, I just now picked it up with a healthy attitude of, 
I can step into this, own it. It's good for me. It's what I need to do. It's right. what I want to do. And I'm not a slave to it. And the association with the gym is not as heavy as the weights that perhaps you'd be picking up. Right. You like that? Right. Okay. I do like that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I think you're not alone. Um, and particularly with my practice as a plastic surgeon, I very much interact with the sentiment and the experience of not enoughness mm. um, and, and not just myself that was my own journey but even with the patients who come to see me mm -hmm. sometimes I have to listen very carefully to what is being asked of me because sometimes the changes that I'm being asked to help people with won't really help with that sense of feeling as if the person is enough and that there's only so much I can do physically and that's why that's one of the reasons why I adopted a holistic approach to my practice because I realized that changes in the body are so much deeper than that and that what's happening on the inside certainly reflects on the outside and what happens on the inside definitely affects what's on the interesting right mm -hmm. so um yeah, so it is a, it's a very holistic approach, and, and you're not alone. I think both men and women and lots of people uh, have that sentiment, and everyone chooses their mechanism, whether it's, you know, the gym, whether it's, you know, too much filler in their lips, or mm -hmm. whether it's, um, you know, going vegan or just not eating well, then I think uh, everyone manifests their issues differently. For sure, and I think there are a lot of... Um instances where there's always the question of why change like is there something what's wrong like do i feel like something's wrong with me or am i changing a unique characteristic that uh maybe shouldn't be changed like i have mm. to think of Cher, for example who mm. when she was a kid and she had that big honking nose <laughs> oh so sexy oh, no god. really so beautiful really? Okay. oh my god no you know what it was like there was something about her that was this is going to say sound strange she was embarrassed of it and there was something about it that you almost felt like she was half dressed because she was exposed in a way that she didn't want to be exposed so it's that vulnerability that, that vulnerability uh -huh. and there was something about the unique characteristic to her nose almost like barbara streisand where it was so beautiful because nobody had it right and um I really wish she hadn't changed it. But I know, you know, I don't know if anybody remembers Sonny, but Sonny always made fun of her. That was her, her mate. And uh, that, that, was, that was negative. Like, mm. I would love to have seen her keep that and wear yeah. it proudly because she looked like a peacock and she lost some of her plumage. Oh, I'm sorry. But, yeah. but she's still Cher. Yeah, she is still and Cher. At, she at still 70, has that voice, I'll that persona. She is yeah. killing it right now. I mean, Miss Cher is... Hot oh, she's and awesome. so super sexy. So, oh my God! What I, I have a woman. to I have to pick up on that. I totally respect um, what you're saying, but again, in my line of work, I very much advocate for men and women to do whatever it is they feel. I agree. It takes Sorry, for them that to was, feel amazing. That was the second half no of my judgment. point. No, yeah. no, I didn't make it. Sorry. The other part was if somebody doesn't feel good about themselves and they're being held back by a physical attribute, by all means, change right. it. Go for it. So even though I'm not happy about it, Cher's happy about it. That's right. And if she goes on to be a better share because of it, yeah. God bless. It's <laughs> right. not my. I'm not her man. It's, That's not, right. it's not my business. <laughs> Do you want to be her man? You can. <laughs> you, you can tell us. Come on. Of course. <laughs> Who wouldn't want it? I'll take her at seventy. Are you kidding no, me? Right. She's, she's amazing. No, she's hot. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Um, Cher, feel free to come on to this podcast and express your views anytime. Or Thank stop you. by room two hundred three. <laughs> <laughs> she's not going to stop by your office. <laughs> so let's let's talk some more about that. Okay. Sexy, mm. sexy, sassy, confidence. What, mm. from your perspective, a yeah. male perspective, 
What do you personally consider sexy? Wow. Mm. Um, I am by no means, let's say, normal in, <laughs> no. the, in the sense that I don't always, I'm a marketer and I don't always buy what's being sold. Okay. So I don't own a TV set. I have At no, all? yeah, no, no TV. Okay. Like I'm very careful about what imagery I take in and I don't ever, I try not to allow myself to be polluted by food, media, so many things. Yeah. Because I keep my internal space very clean and I don't and want... And you protect it. And I protect, do. And you protect your space and your energy. And one of the things that um, I know a lot about is the manipulation of the female figure through advertising. And I see the people who make... I work with a lot of the modeling agencies mm-hmm. um, doing actually creative for them. Okay. And I see a lot of the... Oh, I don't know how to say this nicely. I see a lot of the people who are driving the aesthetic, and I don't feel that they celebrate or really love women. So are you implying that there's a hint of misogyny? Absolutely. Okay. And that the skinny, tortured aesthetic that's pushed is not necessarily in the celebration of women. And one of the things that, I mean, I go to the museum, I go to the museum every week. I live across the street from the Met. Is that your favorite? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm there literally every week. And the aesthetic that's been driven into my head since I was a kid, I've always loved uh, paintings, is a much fuller figure. Rubenesque kind of figure? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And um, I I, I find the curve of a woman or the... um, I don't want a woman who looks like she could outrun me, you know? <laughs> and what if she could? What if, what if she could? There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's something nice about, I don't there's a woman, I like a woman to be a woman, you know, to have woman, a little okay. bit, uh, to have some curve to her. Mm. To, so physically, um, you're saying. Yeah, physically, for sure. Okay. Um, in terms of personality, I mean, I love some spark. I love some spunk. I yeah. love somebody who can hold their own. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's not always what's best for me, but I, <laughs> I do like I do like a powerful woman. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's. I think my aesthetics have been very influenced by paintings, particularly the European paintings. Mm-hmm. The European masters. Yeah, eighteenth, okay. nineteenth century. So okay. yeah, I would swing toward an aesthetic that's particularly out of favor right now. Okay. Well, you and I are going to go to the museum together, and I'm going right. to introduce you to some African art. Awesome. I spend a lot of time over there too. Okay. Yeah. So let's continue on with wellness. So talking about aesthetic, do you have a routine, a skincare routine? Um, yeah, my girlfriend actually makes me a private blend of uh, night oh, oil. sure has its privileges. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so private I, blend, customized yeah, skincare. It's be- there's blue tansy, lemon, oh. uh, I think some grapefruit in it. I forgot what the carrier oil is. It, I don't think it's coconut oil. Jojoba? Yeah, Sesame jojoba. It could be jojoba. Ding, 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 ding. I think it is, actually. Hello. Um, well, your skin looks great. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, thank you. And also, I've been, you know, now that I'm going to the gym, I've been hitting the steam room, so that also helps. Yeah? Do you mm-hmm. think it helps open pores? What do you think it does for you? Definitely. It, um, well, it calms me down mellows me out, centers mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. Uh, allows me to breathe 
deeply detoxify. Yeah. I mean, your skin's your biggest organ. Agreed. And if you're sweating, you're cleaning. Yeah. Good for uh, you. Drinking a lot of water. Oh, I was going to say not drinking, drinking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Drinking, drinking a lot. lot of yeah, yeah, I quit drinking, so. I tell my patients they should drink minimum one and a half to two liters of pure water a day. Do you do the same? Yeah, yeah. and I have a uh, Kanga filter. Oh. which is uh, like reverse osmosis. So you get rid of all the crap in all the New crap. York City, all the antidepressants in the New York yeah, City water. Exactly. You sure you don't want to keep them? <laughs> okay, that's fantastic. Tell me about your latest project or something that you're excited about that you're mm. working on. Oh my gosh. I'm working with a new brand of uh, rosé wine that a friend of mine Feel is launching. Feel free to drop off samples. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Actually, a good idea. But it's uh, a, a guy who was very high up at Moet Hennessy. Mm. We're launching a new brand. And, okay. Um, is built... he still with LVMH No, he's not. Oh, he's, he's not. So he quit. He's doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, African-American team on it, actually. Really? And they're keeping that strangely behind the scenes. I'm going to influence that later on. But yeah. anyway, yeah. Uh, I'm building a, the, the wine is from Provence mm. and I'm building a city of Provence about one foot by foot and a half with the bell tower. And then I'm going to put the bottle in there and photograph it. The That's whole thing fantastic. is, oh, it's going to be, it's, it's a lot of work. I'm sure it is, but, but it sounds really yeah, it's fun gonna, and amazing and different and out of the box and right up your alley. It's going to be next level. Yeah. Hashtag and next level. I it's one it. of these passion projects though, where I'll get paid a lot for it, but I could never be paid as many hours as it's just not That's right. it's just, yeah, yeah yeah it's yeah. just it's like it, infinite hours but when it goes well infinite uh, joy and totally right? and, and also he's a, he's a, a close friend of mine okay. and that it's kind of like when yeah. you bang on the wall like hey get over here like yeah. <laughs> i gotta show up for this guy yes thank you well thank you for allowing me to bang on your door anytime coming over anytime <laughs> and doing a anytime. little impromptu podcast but this was fantastic i always had it in mind you know to do a couple of podcasts from a male's perspective mm. and lo and behold here you are mm. So my last question for you, I'm ready. Mr. James Bernard, please tell me, me your Fab Five. And your Fab Five Fab are... Five fabulous ways to live your most beautiful life. Hmm. I'd say number one is be yourself. Um, I like. And that's been hard for me. Like I always worried about like wearing a necklace or, you know, can I pull that off? Oh. Or like, am I cool enough to do it? It's like, come on. What do you Just mean go. wearing a necklace? Are I don't you know, vacillating, like I, I you know, never, with gender I would choices? Never wear, I would you're never, wearing beads. Yeah, but I would but never do that before. You know, I just didn't have the uh, self-confidence to uh, say, this is what I want to do. Like, I have to blend in. Okay. Um, so, yeah, be yourself. What other people think of you is none of your business. You yeah. know, just do what you want to do. Just do you. Do you. Right. And um, if it resonates, great. And if it doesn't, cool. Okay, that's yeah, good too. You, that's fine too. Yeah, you're not going to yeah. fit every shoe. Like, let <laughs> it go. True. That's true. <laughs> Move on. I like that shoe. <laughs> Thank you. I like that. All right. What's your um, number two? What are you going to live out of? Are you going to live out of love or are you going to live out of fear? And I think mm. so many, like it's just a so choice. choose love over fear. I feel so many people, like they go through life and they're really, they don't even realize it, but they're cho- it's very binary. They're choosing one or the other. They're caught in the past. They're caught in fear. They're, caught, they're afraid of this or choosing through love is such a beautiful way to operate. Like mm-hmm. I've I found that I can really split my life into those two decisions. Okay. Am I living by fear or am I living by love? Um, and if the answer is, you know what, this sounds as if I'm doing it because of fear or out of fear, then you don't do it. Um, you shift. 
find a way to move out of that because mm. it's a headset and it's a trap. Um, of course, there are there's so many things in life you have to know when to move them on. Like, is somebody cha- who's challenging to you? Do mm-hmm. you um, are they a great teacher to you? Like, are they providing a lesson, or are they hurting you? Uh-huh. So knowing when where where the line is exactly, yeah. Um, when is something beneficial? Like there's actually a lesson in this, and when is this just got to stop and got to go? So you're saying um, pain can be pen- beneficial? It can be, um, but I do really find that it's it's hard to quantify it in a short amount of time. Like how you can really choose between uh, uh, fear and love, yep. and choosing from your heart. Yes. Maybe maybe another way to say it is: Are you working from your heart space, or are you working from your brain? Yeah. And I try and work from my heart space. Okay. When I enter a room or when I meet with somebody, yeah. I really try and connect with them with my body. Okay. Not necessarily think about the most clever thing to say right. or to... Or trying to, you know, assess them and size them up. Hmm. Right. Okay. Or, be, or somehow That's very be, difficult to do. Very hard. Yeah. Or to somehow be manipulative. I find that a lot of times I try and control people's thoughts or, or I try and make them behave in a way that makes me comfortable. Got it. Where I just want to show up now and be open. Yes. And greet you with my heart. If you and take deal it, with whatever great. Comes. And if not, cool. Okay. Good. I like that. Um, number three, I'd say yeah. physical practice. Have a... Um, have you some, mean by that exercise? Yeah, have something that you do. Have a place that you go. I would even call my work a physical practice. Okay. I show up every day. Yep. I'm there. I'm there for a certain amount of time. Yes. I take it seriously. It's a discipline. It's a discipline, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, also, sure, the gym. You know, yeah. you don't go anywhere without a body. This is so, true. <laughs> you got to have that in order. Yes. Like it, it really does. I wouldn't call it priority one. I, I think that your spirit comes first, mm-hmm. but I'd call it priority two. Okay. Like you have to have your house in order. Yes. <clears throat> um, like I like to say, honor your temple. Nice. You like that? Totally. I'll let you borrow it anytime. Uh, <laughs> Elena could use it too, but I'm gonna we might have to the, have, you know, like a agreement. I'll, <laughs> I'll tack it on the wall over okay, there. thank you. <clears throat> take yourself seriously mm. would be my fourth one. But some people say that it's not great to take yourself too seriously. So what exactly do you mean by ser- take yourself seriously? Don't let your dreams pass you by because you're pr- afraid to pursue them. Mm, um, like believe that you have a point of view. Believe that it's worth hearing. And believe that you can make a difference. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Love it. Yep. Love it. Yeah, I like that. Okay. I like how that, I'm going to leave it at that. Okay, great. Uh, Number five. Take risks. Ah, interesting. Take risks. I rarely hear that. Yep. I, I really believe in risks. I've taken so many big risks. Um, and what, would, what percentage would you say did not work out versus the ones that did and you learned from and grew and evolved? I would say they have, I don't want to say all worked out, but I can't think of one that hasn't. Even um, some of the difficulties in my personal life. So even when, it, when those things blew up for you? There's such lessons in them. Like mm. I think of the, the hardest things I've dealt with personally um, have opened my heart up to so much compassion mm. and so many uh, looking at things from another point of view or questioning myself or doing things differently yeah i would say taking risks is huge um in all respects yeah take them in business take them personally if there's i just did one with a client uh and what was that risk he was talking about how he can't he was having an argument with his um 
wife. And so we went through the argument. And I said, let me show you how to argue. Like, let me, let me just give you a, a couple. Is there an art to arguing? I think there really okay, is. Okay, I'm going to come over is, and you're going to teach that to a, me. <laughs> which is a clearing. And what I told him was there was a time when we were working together at a company. Yes. There was a shot that needed to be reshot. Mm-hmm. Every, I did everything correctly on yes. it. Yes. It was a $10,000 reshoot. Yes. Um, he said to me, he was working for an unrealistic boss. Yes. And he said to me, this is screwed up. You need to fix it. Oh. And so I did it and I okay. ate it. It was 10 grand. It's okay. like, it's a huge project, whatever. But I, okay. I ate the 10 grand. Okay. Um, I said to him, here's how you argue. And I, I played out for him that when he did that, it made me feel like he was placing the blame on me rather than saying I'm working for an unrealistic boss I need a favor here yeah can you get this done yes we'll figure it out down the road got it rather than placing blame on me got it and so oh but the way that you argue sorry I kind of lost track of where we are oh taking risks yes is I say everything that I if I'm unhappy with you I say everything that I'm thinking and feeling impossible (laughs) everything that I'm thinking or feeling yes um you listen to it Yes. And then you give it back to me and you say, this is what I heard. Or and, is this what you mean? Uh, right. This okay. is what I heard. And then you, and I might say, Hey, you got some of that wrong. Like okay. actually what I meant was, and then I make you give it back to me. Got it. And then after you do that, you tell your side of the story. But the idea is you have clear lines of communication because there's no misunderstanding. And you're not assuming that one person meant one thing when in fact they had, had exactly. nothing to do with that. So if you laughed and I banged on the wall, yeah. right? Yeah. And then you'd walk down the hall, you'd be pissed off at me. Yeah, why are you banging on my wall? <laughs> yeah. But I could say, you know, it would, it could, and, and if you brought it up, I would, yes. the, it, we would have a clearing and it would turn out that actually we were moving something it hit the wall at the exact time and you know or i had somebody in there and we're doing an interview or whatever it is but it allows for clear lines of communication so that both sides of the street are clear and then by the time we get through this process of how did you hear that what did you say did you mean that i completely forgot what i was arguing with you or at the end of it (laughs) or you wind up with i really love this person yeah and at the bottom of it all it's always a misunderstanding yeah and uh yeah, at the bottom of it, hopefully there's love, not fear. That's right, hopefully, <laughs> and, yes, yes. And and it's all good. But all I do like those tough conversations. I have them whenever I can. Really? Yep. You're an instigator, a fire starter. Um, I'm more of a fire <laughs> extinguisher. Oh, okay. Because if you let things smolder, yes. they... That's sprout up yeah. in ways that you don't expect this is true or you didn't shut the dishwasher it hit my shit you know it's like you're mad <laughs> about something that happened two weeks ago and it's like it has nothing to do with what we're talking about right just yeah it so just I, continues to grow mm-hmm. yeah i do like that okay. um telling the truth yeah that's number six that's your yeah, bonus be truthful that that yeah. comes with yeah taking risks okay. and the difficult conversations because you're right sometimes telling the truth is a risk yeah but, it, but to your point it always works out for the best when you do. If people can handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> that's right. some, some people and sometimes they just can't handle the yeah. truth. And that's another time you just got to cut bait and move on. Cut bait and move on. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a fishing term. That is. <laughs> and maybe that's where we're at and in maybe our that's conversation. Where we're at. That's it. That's it. I, yeah, I put the bait out. Boom. You came in. Thank you so much, James. My pleasure. Really so nice speaking with you. I doing this for us. Mm. And of all the neighbors I could have, like wow, I know, right? I lucked I'm out. Not so bad. And you know, this whole this whole floor has gotten really good. Has it? I mean, look at who's here. It's such I a nice group of people. Here. We got global citizens. They're oh, like yeah. they're changing the world. They are changing the world. We got they an are making awesome global citizens. 
totally awesome design firm up front. Like this, this oh, floor was janky before oh. you came in here, and it's like <laughs> little by little we're changing it. Good so. job! I think they're following us, right? We we're a, the influencers. We got a good neighborhood. We got a good hood. All right. Thank you, James. Love you, Shirley. I love you too. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab. And until next time, stay beautiful inside and out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty, curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD. Live beautifully and help make the world a more beautiful place.